Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB, and it is Wednesday evening, six o'clock Central Time. I'm going to be going over the Thursday night football game, the Colts at the Tennessee Titans for tomorrow night. We're going to go over practice reports. We're going to look at some of the start-sit charts, and I got a few other things to look at here. Uh, and then I'll open it up to some questions and comments from the chat room, and we'll kind of just hang out as long as uh, someone's there. We'll kind of talk football and. Uh, yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to do a screen share here. We're going to be looking at the fantasyfellowship.com. So I got my week 10 start sit charts here. Uh, I do have a link to the practice reports uh, as well as I list all the teams on by. We got opportunity report. So we're looking at the start sit charts. And before I get into this, I do want to read over the practice reports from earlier today. Uh, pretty short list for the Colts. Basically, Jack Doyle has been ruled out. And then it looks like Mo Ali Cox has been a full participant today. And T.Y. Hilton, full participant all week. So it looks like we're going to have a full healthy T.Y. Hilton in this one and Moa Lee Cox and Trey Burton are probably going to uh, carry the load at tight end on the Tennessee Titans side here. Let's take a look at this real quick. Uh, pretty a little, little bit more lengthy of a report here. Uh, looks like A.J. Brown, good to go. Back to back full practices. So we love that. Uh, wide receiver Corey Davis, he missed today with a non-injury. I think he's going to be fine, so he's still going to be in our wide receiver three flex territory. Uh, and then Adam Humphrey still not practicing with the with the concussion. They've already ruled him out, uh, so it's going to be a lot of AJ Brown, Corey Davis, probably Jonu Smith in this one. And then uh, backup tight end here, Michael Pruitt, going to be out with a knee injury. Uh, but otherwise, the rest of the the, the charts here, it looks like Jadavian Clowney is going to be playing. We're going to see Adore Jackson maybe suit up in the. Actually, they already ruled him out. So, no Adore Jackson. I did see they activated him. Uh, so, maybe next week for the cornerback here. But uh, other than that, let's look at the start sit charts. Uh, we got the Colts on the away team here, the Titans at the home here. And what we're going to be looking at first is uh, this really jumped out to me when I was filling these, these charts out today. Uh, so, I do fantasy points allowed to the positions here. The Colts, everything is red. Basically, we don't want to start team or players against this Colts defense. And then you look at the Titans side, everything lights up green. So uh, kind of a funny, bizarre matchup here. Not really sure how to, to go about this one because we do like the Titans offensive pieces and we really don't care about much of the Colts pieces. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic tomorrow night going on here. Titans, good offense, bad defense. Colts, good defense, in offense. So uh, how do we navigate this on the Colts side? I think Phil Rivers can be a quarterback too in super flex leagues. Uh, like we said here, the Titans almost 20 points per game with the quarterback room uh, and the, the rest of the, the positions light up green. So it might actually be a really nice day for old man Rivers in this one. Uh, I do have Moa Lee Cox here uh, as a tight end one. I just want to pull up what they did last weekend as a group here. So no Jack Doyle in this one. So he's going to free up about 22 snaps and some targets here. So that's really interesting. And then we're going to be looking at uh, Moa Lee Cox and Trey Burton. These guys are going to get the full brunt of the workload here. So you see 35 snaps last week, three targets, three catches, 43 yards. Uh, and then Trey Burton down here at 29 snaps, four targets, only one catch for six yards. Uh, but in the games where uh, one of the tight ends is missing, I've noticed Trey Burton has a pretty big game, and so does Mo Ali Cox. So both these guys, I think, are valuable in uh, streaming tight end one, you know, kind of situations. Uh, and with the, I guess, the receiving group doesn't really excite us. I know T.Y. Hilton's coming back. But the Titans are probably going to have to focus on those guys. And Rivers just pretty much always hits his tight ends. 
Uh, so whether this is, you know, five targets for, for Moalee Cox and another five or six for Trey Burton, I think both guys can get an eight to 10 point PPR floor. Uh, and then Moalee is just like a big red zone threat. They like to do these, um, <clears throat> these kind of wildcat formations with Trey Burton. He's got two rushing touchdowns on the year. Um, so it's not going to surprise me if, if one or both guys score tomorrow night. So I'm a big fan of Moalee Cox. Uh, and then I do have Trey Burton down here listed on the bench. I'm probably going to move him up to a flex spot. Uh, but then I guess the rest of the flexes we're looking at here, I got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I did have him with a question mark, but since he practiced full all week, I'm going to remove that question mark. And I think he can be wide receiver three flex value for us. I know he's been kind of a disappointing uh, player this season. He's been in and out of the lineup. He hasn't been healthy. But I just want to pull up uh, his game log so far this year. I mean, he's playing the Titans. This is one of the best. If you look at the, the fantasy points allowed here, the Titans are the second worst team uh, allowing fantasy points to the receiver position. So almost 47.1. I don't think the Colts are going to hit that as a whole, uh, but someone's going to have a good game uh, from this group here. So we see T.Y. Hilton. He's just been really disappointing for us. The last two games we've seen him, he's been under three points. 12.9 uh, has been his best day of the year. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see 10 targets, six catches, 69 yards, uh, but maybe we see something you know, in the 60, 70 yard range here. Maybe a good spot here for T.Y. Hilton to get his first uh, touchdown of the season. I'm just curious what he did last year against Tennessee. Uh, in 2019, this was this was with uh, Jacoby Brissett, but he goes four for 43 and a touchdown. Okay, so that's a good history uh, sign there. And then I'm just looking back to 2018 because I remember in the past, he's been really good against Tennessee. Uh, so back in 2018, I know two years ago, T.Y. Hilton, more of a prime situation, uh, but nine for 155 and two touchdowns. So the upside with T.Y. Hilton this weekend, I think it could be uh, pretty nice for Thursday night football. I think he could be a wide receiver three flex for you guys. Uh, and then we got Jordan Wilkins, Jonathan Taylor. What do we do with this running back situation? I'm going to go back to the opportunity report here. And uh, basically, Jonathan Taylor was getting the early run against the Ravens last week. He gets the touchdown. Things are looking good. Uh, and then he fumbles. And that one goes back to the house for a touchdown on the Ravens side. Uh, so you only see Jonathan Taylor finish with six carries, 27 yards, and a touchdown. He catches both of his targets for seven yards. Uh, but the one fumble, man, it's just it was really costly. It put the, the game just a little bit out of reach for the Colts. Uh, this could have been a 10 to 17 kind of game, maybe a one, you know, one possession game there for the Colts at the end. So they kind of pivot to Jordan Wilkins and he goes for 23 snaps, 11 carries, 39 yards, and he catches both of his targets for negative one yards. Uh, and then I guess Naheem Hines is even in the mix too. He's not going to be a, a huge attempts guy, two for 18, but he catches two of his three targets for 20 yards. Uh, I don't know if I'm trusting Naheem Hines at all. I think he's probably best less better better on your bench, probably a best ball kind of candidate guy. Um, so I'm not advising people to start Naheem Hines. If you feel like you can afford the risk with the, you know, the four or five point floor, uh, the reward could be pretty nice. I can see him catching a touchdown. Uh, we've seen him catch multiple touchdowns in games before too. So it's really a comfortable uh, a comfort level with Naheem Hines. Do you think you have uh, the rest of your roster pretty much secured up or you can risk the, you know, a four or five point low man there uh, and then hope for a 16 to 20 point game? Uh, but for now, I think I'm leaving Naheem on the bench. Uh, but then Jordan Wilkins versus Jonathan Taylor. I think I'm going to rank both guys as low end RB2 flexes. Uh, like we see here, the, the Titans allowing about 25 PPR points uh, to the running backs here. I know like the collection of Wilkins, Taylor, and Naheem Hines, all three of these guys should be well over 25 if you add them all up. Uh, but it's just a matter of playing the guessing game. And uh, for that reason, I just I have no confidence in this. I kind of want to see uh, a little bit more here. I did watch a really good breakdown of Jonathan Taylor 
Uh, there's a person I follow on Twitter. His name is Nick Whalen. He put out a video about a month ago uh, just kind of talking. Uh, he showed clips of Jonathan Taylor and what he's been doing the first three or four games in the season. And you see Taylor, like the, the plays are there for him to be making, uh, but he's got a little bit of trouble uh, – just making the correct reads. He's missing a few wide open holes. He's kind of not trusting his blockers and he's not really reading uh, the body language of the defenders as well as he could be. And that's one of the things that stuck out in college. He was a very good, had very good vision in, in, in at Wisconsin, but for now uh, it's not really coming through in the NFL. So we're kind of waiting to see Jonathan Taylor before I think we can trust him. So I think for now, Wilkins, Taylor, uh, I don't feel comfortable in either one. I'd rather leave them on my bench. So it's frustrating because I mean, you, you look down at this Tennessee Titans defense, we see all the green matchups here, and we just don't really have the fantasy assets to take advantage of with this. Uh, I mean, Moa Lee Cox, Trey Burton, maybe T.Y. Hilton, you know, some of the, someone's going to make a play or two tomorrow night, uh, but I just it's going to be so hard to call. I mean, even Zach Paschal looks interesting, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, looking back at what these guys did against the Ravens. I mean, we see Marcus Johnson lead the team in wide receiver snaps and seven targets, but only two for 14. He's more of a, a big play kind of boom down the field guy. Uh, and then it's really good to see Michael Pittman, the rookie here, get a, a 59 snaps, 87% share here, seven targets, catches four for 56. I could see maybe Michael Pittman's the correct call here at the receiver position. I know T.Y. Hilton's going to probably step into this seven target range here, but Michael Pittman's a pretty good player. Uh, I can see this. I mean, that's a what, four catches, five. Uh, 56 yards that's like a almost a 10 point day in a PPR league so if you're hurt at receiver you know you're you got Tyreek Hill or Calvin Ridley or maybe Julio Jones someone on by maybe Michael Pittman could be a low-end uh, wide receiver three flex here and then Zach Paschal he's kind of just old steady and reliable right now he catches five for 55 uh, so for me this whole Colts offense I want to I want to invest in it for tomorrow night but I'm just having difficulty figuring out which players I feel most confident in. I think it's the tight ends and then maybe a big, big player too by T.Y. Hilton. I'm excited to watch Michael Pittman now that he's healthy, uh, but it's kind of just a mess on the Colts side. Um, so looking at the Titans side, uh, again, the Colts, man, their defense, they have, you know, they rank second in three really big categories here. Uh, so against the quarterbacks, under 14 points per game. Against the running backs, about 18, and that's PPR points. So that's not a lot of points here. Um, the Colts average about 34 points against the receivers and about seven and a half against the tight end. So uh, we really have been enjoying, I mean, a really good season from A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, even Janu Smith in spurts. So how do we, you know, I mean, a movable object here? I don't know. The Colts have been kind of decent uh, against, you know, the lesser quality teams, against better teams. I do allow them to kind of take advantage of some situations. But for this, I think I'm going to I'm going to label Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback two in super flex leagues. If you have to start him in a quarterback one league, I think it's OK. We just have to limit our expectations a little bit. Um, maybe there's a couple other way. If you want to check out the waiver wire column on the fantasyfellowship.com, there might be some better options uh, for you in this one. I mean, because we have Derrick Henry, it's you're not going to bench Derrick Henry. You're going to hope for, you know, 60, 70 yards at the worst, and hopefully he pops in for a touchdown. Uh, and he's always got the, you know, the ability to break one for 80, 90 yards or something. Uh, so Derrick Henry's still in our lineups. A.J. Brown is still in our lineups. I was curious. I wanted to see uh, what some of these guys did last year uh, against these teams. So let's look at A.J. Brown's rookie season uh, and just kind of compare what he's doing. I know some of the cornerbacks have changed for Indianapolis, like Xavier Rhodes is new to the team this year. 
but last year we see A.J. Brown, second game of his career, goes three for 25. Mm, nothing exciting there. Uh, and then week 13, he goes three for 45. Uh, so that's a 5.5 game and a 7.5 game. Hopefully this is kind of his floor. I'd like to see eight to 10 points for A.J. Brown at least. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, he's on a touchdown streak right now. He scored one in every game except week one. Uh, so I'm interested to see if A.J. Brown can stay in our good graces. Uh, and then let's take a look at Derrick Henry real quick uh, and see what he did against this team last year. Um, so back in week two, he goes 82 yards and a touchdown, catches two for 12, 15.4. That's a solid day there. Uh, and then week 13, this looks like we had a really fun time here. 149 yards, one touchdown, uh, three for 17. I know towards the end of the year, the Colts were kind of, you know, on the outs and not really feeling Jacoby Brissett anymore. But this is actually looking pretty good for Derrick Henry. So I love uh, I love Derrick Henry as an RB1. A.J. Brown, we'll see if he can have his first big game against the Colts. Uh, and then you got Jonu Smith and Corey Davis here. These guys are really boom and bust. Uh, we did see Jonu Smith last week. He did catch a touchdown. I think he caught both of his targets. Let me just roll down here to Tennessee. Uh, so we see uh, Jonu Smith played on 95% of the snaps. Love that. Two targets, two catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so we're kind of walking on thin ice with our floor of Jonu Smith. But because tight end position is such a hard, you know, it's so difficult at this part of the year uh, where if he's going to catch a touchdown, that's going to make your day for the tight end spot. So I think I'm interested in Jonu Smith as a tight end one. And then the real frustrating part was Corey Davis, three targets, zero catches. Uh, we can't have we can't have those goose eggs in our lineup. So Corey Davis, he's he's probably more inclined to be on my bench this week. Uh, I mean, if I have T.Y. Hilton and Corey Davis on the same team, I'm starting T.Y. Hilton. And we can uh, if anyone has any questions in the chat room uh, about Corey Davis, I'm, I'd be helpful to uh, look at your lineup and see which receivers might be a better start than Corey Davis. But like we said. Colts, very good against the uh, pretty much on everything on the defensive side here. Only 34 PPR points to the receivers allowed. Uh, so I'm, I'm open to benching Corey Davis and letting him prove it to us in a tough matchup. Uh, and then, I don't know, both defenses, the Colts have been a pretty good defense all season. Uh, they're probably the more interesting play here. Ryan Tannehill doesn't really turn the ball over. That's the thing. The Titans have been pretty efficient. They don't really make mistakes on offense. Uh, so I have maybes for the defenses. I'm probably not trying to get into that at all. Uh, but I don't know. This should be a really good game here. I think first place for the AFC South is on the line. Uh, I think you got to continue to start your studs, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown. Um, consider Tannehill as a quarterback, too, for sure. I think there's better streaming options like a Derrick Carr, uh, maybe even a Carson Wentz if he's available. Definitely Jared Goff against Seattle. Uh, so I would kind of look elsewhere in one quarterback leagues. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the Colts and the Titans Thursday night football game. If anyone has any questions in the chat room, I'm probably just going to hang out and uh, we're going to look at some uh, Roto World reports and just kind of do some news blurbs here. I did want to kind of get back to the chat room, though. I did see some questions pop up, so I apologize if you're not in here at the moment. Uh, but we got a, a question from our guy, President King Slimby. What's going on, Slimby? Uh, AJ Brown or DK Metcalf? I mean, you got to continue, I think, rolling with, with DK Metcalf. I mean, what is he wide receiver two or three on the season right now? Uh, we love the touchdown streak that AJ Brown is on, but uh, I guess technically both teams are going up against really good defenses. Let me scroll down here and show you Seattle because Seattle's playing against the Rams. And I would assume Jalen Ramsey is going to be kind of, you know, on Lockett and Metcalf for, you know, most part of the game. Uh, but the Rams, pretty good defense here. They're allowing 26.7 points to the receiver position, whereas the Colts are allowing 34, like we said. So this one's a really tough game. 
uh, I guess, a tough matchup for me to call. I think I'm going to lean with DK Metcalf just because, one, he's attached to Russell Wilson. And the team, I mean, the offense just puts up points. Uh, so I think I'm going to lean with DK Metcalf in that one and just keep rolling with the good stuff that he's been putting on the field. Uh, looks like Alex McBucket's hanging out tonight. What's going on, sir? Uh, what do you think about this trade? I'm trading Jonathan Taylor and Devontae Freeman for Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown. Win. That's a win there, Alex McBuckets. Uh, I love this trade. Uh, assuming this is a PPR league, I think uh, at this point, I mean, it's hard to trust Jonathan Taylor. I know we love the potential in dynasty leagues and the upside that he can bring uh, as a first and second down back. Uh, but Leonard Fournette, uh, the team, he's he's the nickelback. You know, he's going to keep getting PPR points. So if this is a PPR trade, uh, I think I'm okay with Leonard Fournette and Jonathan Taylor. Those guys are kind of interchangeable to me. Uh, but where you really win is with Antonio Brown. I don't know if Devonta Freeman's even really useful uh, in fantasy at this point. I do know he's practicing, but it's the Giants offense. And uh, the positive thing with Antonio Brown last weekend that I saw is, I mean, it was not a good game for Tampa Bay. Let's be honest about that. Uh, but there's a couple bright spots here. We do see Antonio Brown log in 78% of the snaps, five targets here. Tom Brady, he did throw 38 times. This is, this is like a typical Tom Brady amount of, uh, you know, 38 to 40 pass attempts per game. So you're going to probably see Antonio Brown somewhere in that five to seven targets, you know, four to five catches. Uh, so this is going to be probably the worst we're going to see of Antonio Brown. So I'm excited to see uh, how this Tampa Bay, I mean, they have to rebound, right? It's never going to be this bad again. Uh, you got to think Tom Brady's got some fuel in him right now. And uh, I don't know. I think the, the Tampa Bay side, I'm interested in getting both of those pieces. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't done it yet, I'm just wondering uh, what I think. And that's, I don't know. I'm okay with Leonard Fournette because I mean, he's, Tampa Bay, they said, I don't know if you guys were watching the game, but Tampa Bay as an offense set a new NFL record with the fewest rushing attempts uh, in a game of all time last week. They only had uh, five rushing attempts, three for Ronald Jones, one for Leonard Fournette, and Blaine Gabbert on a kneel down. Uh, so this is going to be probably the worst case scenario for the Bucks run game the rest of the way. I don't see this happening uh, anymore, but you do see Leonard Fournette catch uh, six targets, six, you know, all six for 41 yards. So you like seeing that. Let's just pull up Leonard Fournette's stats from the last few weeks. Um, and Alex, especially if this is a PPR league, I mean, I think Leonard Fournette's going to have a much higher floor uh, than Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I still have trust in the Tampa Bay offense here. They have a decent schedule the rest of the way, uh, especially uh, this is the time of the season where I start looking towards schedules. Um, and I'll show you in a second here, but I mean, you see Leonard Fournette, he's, he's not really getting, I mean, he, the fact that he was able to get 10 points last weekend with zero rushing attempts, you love that. So the weeks before 50 rushing yards, he's getting catches. Uh, this is the kind of volume that you wish Jonathan Taylor would be getting. So I think I'm okay with, uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, being swapped for Jonathan Taylor and then Antonio Brown so much hidden upside we don't really know what's going to happen there uh, but I did want to get to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule if you are into uh, the idea of buying low in in trades uh, look no further than the Tampa Bay offense this is probably going to be the cheapest that we're going to see these pieces all season uh, so where are we right here Saints 38 to 3 what the hell uh, this isn't going to happen very often Probably not again the rest of the way. So this weekend, they do play the, the Panthers. Uh, they did put up 31 against the Panthers back in week two. Uh, then they play the Rams. Might be a little bit tough there. But then the Chiefs, uh, defense is a little bit stingy again. Uh, but weeks 14, 15, and 16, these are your fantasy football playoffs. They play the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Lions. 
So I'm all in on getting pieces of this offense, whether it's Tom Brady, Mike Evans, the running backs, Chris Godwin, even Gronkowski. I think this is going to be a really fruitful time to have Buccaneers uh, on your roster. So that's, uh, I don't know, I think I'm okay with getting the both Buccaneers at this point. Uh, and then uh, I think, uh, if it, I mean, if you're still hanging out, answers, I'll answer some more questions the rest of the way. I do want to kind of, we're going on about 20 minutes live here. We're going to go over to Roto World and just read over some of the news. Uh, but before I get into that, um, I just want to kind of talk about the schedule for the rest of the week. And uh, so tonight's Wednesday night, if you're listening or watching this on a different day, uh, Thursday night uh, at 6 o'clock Central Time, I'll be going uh, over the remainder of the noon games. It's a really fun schedule this week. We have five noon games and we have six afternoon games. So uh, really good schedule. I, I'm a, I, I hate it when there's only two or three uh, late games on TV. Uh, so this should be a really action-filled uh, Sunday for us. But I was just going to kind of pull up the schedule here so we can kind of talk about the games uh, that I'm excited about. But you see only five noon games. I think this is the lowest all season. But uh, we get Houston, Cleveland, Washington at Detroit, Jacksonville at Green Bay, the Eagles and the Giants, Tampa Bay and the Carolina Panthers. So a uh, pretty good <clears throat> set of noon games here. These are all the games I'm going to be going over tomorrow night. And because it's less games, I'll probably go into uh, a little bit more detail with these games. And we'll go over the practice reports. We'll go over the start sit charts. We'll look at the fantasy points allowed, uh, everything that we need for those games. And then on Friday evening, I'm going to cover all of the afternoon games, and then we'll talk about the night games as well. So that's kind of the schedule uh, for me the rest of the week. I'm probably going to do a live show on Saturday talking about prop bets, maybe another live show on Saturday covering the news. Uh, but a lot of good things coming your way. And then uh, I guess. Going on about almost 22 minutes here. We're just going to finish up with some news. If anyone else has any more questions, uh, fire them away in the chat room. <clears throat> and uh, I'm actually going to I'm going to type that in right now. Um, fire away any questions. And uh, let's put that on the on the thinger there. Uh, so Juju Smith Schuster not practicing today. That's not surprising. He doesn't practice much on Wednesdays. If you're interested in the any of the Chargers backfield pieces, we do see Troy May and Pope come back from his concussion, full work uh, full workload today in practice, uh, and then you do see Justin Jackson here held out of practice. He had the knee injury. I'm super sorry if I recommended Justin Jackson to you last week. Uh, really unfortunate situation where he he kind of injured his knee in warmups. That no one really said anything, and then three snaps in, Justin Jackson can't go anymore. So it's going to be kind of a mess. Uh, for the San, or for San Diego, for the Los Angeles Chargers running backfield. You have Troy Main Pope, Joshua Kelly, Kalen Bellage, uh, three guys. I'm not really sure how the snap counts are going to be looking, so I don't know if I'm going to be advising uh, confidently any Chargers running backs. We see Chris Carson here. Pete Carroll says uh, it's uncertain whether Chris Carson will play in week 10. I don't know if there is a practice report on this. Um, let's see here. It doesn't say anything, but he's resumed running and showed some encouraging progress. Uh, I am curious to see if he logged a full practice today or not. So no data practice reports yet from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so we'll be watching Chris Carson tomorrow and see if he can go. Uh, this is a really good sign for Philadelphia as they get healthier at the receiver position. Alshon Jeffrey is expected to return this weekend, uh, practicing full today. So that's a really good sign. Uh, you're going to have Travis Fulgham, Jalen Reger, and now Alshon Jeffrey, looking uh, the healthiest this team has looked in a long time. 
Uh, Raheem Mostert has been ruled out. Uh, so we're going to like Jarek McKinnon again, at least for one more week. I know the 49ers are on bye next week. Uh, so we'll probably see uh, Raheem Mostert return after the bye, I think in week, was it week 12? Uh, but for now, Jarek McKinnon in a PPR league, I know it's a tough matchup against the Saints, but we've seen McKinnon get used uh, well enough in the passing game. He's been getting the goal line touches too. Uh, I'm not sure if Tevin Coleman practiced. Maybe we'll get to that in a second. Or actually, let's just kind of fire that up here and see what San Francisco did today. Um, so Tevin Coleman, he's listed as doubtful, uh, which is a good sign for Jarek McKinnon. It looks like we get one more week of potential RB2 status uh, from our guy, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Miko Hardman placed on the reserve COVID list. Uh, not that big of a deal. They are on by this weekend, so we'll see if he can suit up for week 11. Uh, <clears throat> the Jets claim a cornerback there. Uh, Tack McKinley signed with the with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a good added uh, pass rush for them. Uh, for LaVisca Chenault here in the Jaguars, he practiced today uh, on Wednesday. I'm not sure if this was a limited or a full practice. Let's take a look at that real quick. Uh, so LaVisca Chenault got a limited practice today in um, with the hamstring here. No other receivers are in, on the injury report. They've already ruled Gardner Minshew out, so it's another week of Jake Luton. And uh, DJ Chark had a pretty good game with Luton last week. But as far as the Jaguars going up against the Packers, um, Packers are pretty good against uh, quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends. They limit the points there. But I think the only guys I'm going to be recommending in that game are going to be DJ Chark and probably James Robinson. Uh, but then looking at uh, Damian Harris here, he was limited on Wednesday's practice with an ankle and chest injury. I think Sony Michelle's coming back, which is just going to add a huge – this is going to be so frustrating. you got Damian Harris, you got Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White – Going up against the Ravens, I'm probably not recommend not recommending any New England Patriot running back next weekend or this weekend. Uh, no Kenny Galladay at practice today. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to practice all this week. We'll see what he does tomorrow. Uh, but I, I think I'm leaning towards Kenny Galladay not going to be able to play this weekend. They do have a really tough matchup going up against uh, the Washington football team. Let me just pull this up here. So Washington's defense is a funnel defense. They have a very good pass rush, really good front seven, uh, allowing under 18 points to the quarterback. So we're nervous about Matt Stafford. They allow 20 points to the running backs. They are the number one team against the wide, wide receiver position under 26 PPR points here. Uh, but for some reason, they are uh, available against tight ends, over 15 points to the tight end position. So you're going to like TJ Hawkinson. Uh, but outside of that, maybe DeAndre Swift. We'll look at that. Uh, we'll probably talk about this one tomorrow night for sure. Uh, and hopefully we see Kenny Galladay practice at some point uh, the rest of the week. Uh, we already talked about the Colts guys here. Jack Doyle already ruled out. T.Y. Hilton's going to play. He's not even on the injury report. Full practices all week. Uh, Jerry Judy's not practicing for some reason here. Um, I'm not sure what's up with this one. This is new to me. But Jerry Judy, man, he's just starting to come into our good graces here as a wide receiver three. Did not practice today with a shoulder injury. We'll see what he does Thursday and Friday. Uh, I think that's a, a late game, so we'll end up talking about that game on Friday night. So we should have all the practice reports uh, that we need there. Miles Sanders is practicing today, so that looks like he's coming back for uh, for Week 10 for your lineups this week. Uh, T. Higgins limited, nothing too concerning there. We'll see what he does the rest of the week. Uh, Nikhil Harry returned. I don't know if anyone's trusting Nikhil Harry in their lineups. Uh, and then we see Sterling Shepard limited today. He's been kind of limited for the most parts on Wednesdays the last month or so. Uh, so nothing crazy here. I think they're just kind of trying to be careful here with his turf toe and making sure that he's uh, well-rested and uh, restored for games 
And then Devonta Freeman coming back. He practiced on a limited basis. Uh, if he gets a practicing on Wednesday, that's a good sign that he's going to play on Sunday. So we'll see what's going on there. We already talked about Justin Jackson. Anthony Lynn says he's leaning towards resting Justin Jackson. He's been a pretty injury-prone player uh, throughout his career so far, so it wouldn't surprise me if they let him rest and they're going to use Josh Kelly, Kalen Balaj, and Troy Mayne Pope quite a bit. Uh, Joe Mixon limited at practice today. Um, not a great sign that it's not a full practice after the bye week, but uh, if he gets a full practice in at some point this week, we're going to like Joe Mixon back in our lineups. Uh, John Brown not practicing on Wednesday. Like it says here, he rarely practices on Wednesdays. It's kind of a Veterans Day off for him. So we'll see what he does uh, on Thursday and Friday. Good sign for Kenyon Drake owners here. He did return to practice. Uh, I think it was a limited practice here, but he's, you know, 50-50 to play this weekend. So we'll see what happens with him uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, another injury backfield here, uh, Mark Ingram in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Coach John Harbaugh saying he could return for week 10 against the Patriots. He's missed the last two games with a high ankle sprain. Uh, and this is bad news for J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards owners. We're really hoping uh, for at least one more game without Mark Ingram uh, to clog kind of the backfield here. But now we're looking probably at a three-way backfield. It's going to be hard to trust either guy here. We do like Gus Edwards kind of getting the goal mine work. Uh, but, <clears throat> again, we'll see the rest of the week, Thursday, Friday, if Mark Ingram puts in a full practice at some point. Uh, I'm just, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to recommend any, uh, Ravens running back confidently. Looks like Nick Chubb is progressing and expects to know the status Friday. I'm not sure. Let's see if Nick Chubb practiced today. I know he was activated, I think yesterday. Uh, so Cleveland Browns, he's got a, such a good matchup too. So he's not on the injury report yet, which is a good sign. So we'll see if, if Nick Chubb can practice tomorrow, Friday. Uh, first thing this morning, we saw Christian McCaffrey was ruled out. So hopefully you got Mike Davis, uh, you know, on the, uh, waiver wire report if he was uh, if he was dropped there it looks like uh, David Johnson his status is up in the air for week 10 here I'm not sure if he he probably did not practice today I'm assuming not so that's going to make Duke Johnson an interesting guy to keep an eye on uh, again no practice for David Johnson we'll see if he can log one uh, by the end of the week but I'm probably not we're probably not going to see David Johnson play this weekend uh, a couple other interesting notes from the morning here. Baker Mayfield activated from the COVID list. Uh, he's probably going to play this weekend, so that's a good sign for Superflex Leagues. Uh, this is a bummer. Preston Williams was put on injury reserve. I don't know if we're going to see him again this year. This is his second straight year uh, with a, a pretty bad injury. This one's the foot. Last year was the ACL, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but he was just starting to look so good, too. I think he did all of his damage in the first half. He caught the touchdown. It was like four for 60 uh looking really good so we'll see if preston williams can come back at some point this year and help out to otega Viloa. uh and then i guess the last news blurb of the day going on we're going on just about 30 minutes here uh but michael p ryan if you need help at running back i suppose you could add uh the jets rookie running back and see what he can do he's probably got a floor of like six seven ppr points but if they keep saying that they want him to get the ball more they got nothing to lose this year see what the kid can do he's learning from frank gore so we'll see what uh the future holds for the michael piran maybe they have to draft a running back next year so that it, it makes sense for them to try to get as much uh out of him as they can but uh, i think that's going to do it um if you are needing some questions answered uh, check us out on uh, Facebook. You can uh, find me on Instagram. I got, you know, the fellow KGB uh, on Twitter. Uh, we got the fantasyfellowship.com for you to look at all of your start sits. Hit me up with questions. But again, I'm going to be going live tomorrow night, same time, about 6 p.m. Central time here. We'll cover uh, the five noon games. We will also uh, look at practice reports, start sits. We'll look at fantasy points allowed. I'll answer any questions that come my way. 
And uh, I don't know. I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thanks for hanging out tonight. If you are new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, I'm trying to go live at least four to five times a week uh, and help you guys uh, get to the fantasy playoffs and hopefully win a fantasy championship. So uh, much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time and uh, have a good night. We'll see you in another video. Peace.